Good morning, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia. We're just discussing the temperature. Yes. Um, welcome to Living Fearless Devotional. Uh, we are coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California on the Saturday, March 5th. How are you, my love? I'm good. Yeah? You sleep good? No. <laughs> I'm no. as good as you can be with us. Oh, all right. Hey, go to CaliforniaParentalliance.org and uh, register. We have an event coming up March 14th. Make sure that you're there. It's at Westlake Village at Novo Cafe. A lot of wonderful speakers coming to talk about things we as parents need to know about what's happening in our schools and what changes need to be made. So join us there. Tell your friends. Um, but go to CaliforniaParentalliance.org. That's where you can subscribe to get all the information. Um, we have... Um, oops, sorry. Clicking on the wrong thing. We have today, uh, March 5th, the Smith Wigglesworth devotional that's titled How to Obtain Spiritual Power. Do we get a lesson on how to how to obtain it? In this, yes. Yeah. All right. The reference is John 544. I think I got caught up in a couple of things that kind of squirrels. Squirrel. <laughs> Yeah, maybe in the second reading, it'll it'll all sort itself out, but my, I'm a little bit jumbled up. I almost didn't want to hit the play button yet or oh, the, to go live button. You should have told me. Because I had all these, no, you have all these random thoughts that are not not connecting, but we'll see if this next reading will get us where, well, at least Dear where, Lord, give us clarity. where I need to be. Uh, reference John 5, 44, how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? Now there's a different, we're going to read another one that reads a little bit differently, another version. Um, the scripture reading is Matthew 16, 13 through 19 and 21 through 23. Smith says in the devotional, in Peter's life, we see evidences of the spiritual power that he had attained, but we see also the natural power working. Jesus saw that he must suffer if he would reach the spiritual life that God intended him to reach. So Jesus said, I must go forward. Your words, Peter, are an offense to me. If you seek, if you, if you, oh my gosh, if you, if you to seek to save yourself, oh, that's a hard sentence. If you to seek to save yourself, it is an offense to God. God has been impressing on me more than more, more and more that if at any time I were to seek man's favor over earthly power, I would lose favor with God and could not have faith. God is speaking to us, every one of us, trying to get us to leave the shoreline. There is only one place where we can have the mind and will of God. It is alone with God. If we look to anybody else, we cannot get it. If we seek to save ourselves, we will never reach the place where we will be able to bind and loose. There is, there is a close companionship between you and Jesus that nobody knows about where every day you have to choose or refuse. Mm -hmm. It is in the narrow way that you get the power to bind and the power to loose. I know that Jesus was separated from his own family and friends. He was deprived of the luxuries of life. It seems to me that God wants to get every one of us separated to himself in this holy war. And we are not going to have faith if we do not give ourselves wholly to him. Beloved, it is in these last days that I cannot have the power I want to have unless as I sleep, I am willing to, to sh sheer myself. The way is narrow. 
Beloved, you will not be able to bind and loose if you have sin in you. There is not one person who is able to deal with the sins of others if he is not free himself. He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew the Holy Spirit would give them both a revelation of themselves and a revelation of God. He must reveal to you your depravity. <laughs> wow. Do you believe that the Father in heaven would make you a judge over a kingdom if there were anything crooked in you? There you, it is right there. Do you believe you will be able to bind unless you are free yourself? But ever, but everyone who has the living Christ within him has the power that will put to death all sin. With Jesus' last words on earth, he gave the disciples a commission. The need for discipleship has never ceased. Some churches are weak today because Christ the rock is not abiding in them in the manifestations of the power of God. This is not because it is a special gift, this power to bind and loose, but it is, a, it is contingent on whether you have the rock foundation in you. In the name of Jesus, you will lose, loose, and in the name of Jesus, you will bind. If he is in you, you ought to bring forth evidences of that power. One can see that Peter had great sympathy, and he did not want Jesus to be crucified. It was perfectly natural for Peter to say what he did, but Jesus said, get behind me. He knew he must not be turned aside by any human sympathy. The only way he can retain our humility is to stay on this narrow line and say, get behind me, Satan. Beloved, we are now living in the experience of the fact that Jesus is the rock. I am glad for we are within reach of wonderful possibilities because of the rock. Take a stand on the fact that the rock cannot be overthrown. Thought for today. If you, if you try to go the easy way, you cannot be Jesus' disciple. Wow. I don't know how many of our regular friends are on this broadcast, but I literally think that all of the uh, Smith Wigglesworth miraculous stories and testimony pleading to us comes together in this devotional. Really? Yes. I need your insight. Would you like me to share that folks? <laughs> yeah. All I see is 10 different things that. No. Are... So here it is. He's basically, so any of you that have been following us for any length of time know that Smith Wigglesworth is constantly like, you can heal people. You can cast out demons. Uh, we all have the living Christ who have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. So go out and do stuff. And and we are slightly perplexed over like, why is he always running into sick people? Why is he always able to heal people? And thinking that really kind of with humility, shyness, shame, whatever it may be, be like, I can't do that. I don't even think if I had a sick person in front of me, I would be able to heal them. And constantly causing us to question, why do I not? And yesterday, especially, why do I not have what he has? He lays it down right here. Hmm. The power to bind and loose, you must be free yourself. You must have taken the narrow path, not the wide path. And, and people who talk about turn and burn in uh, Christianity, a lot of the street preachers and stuff are constantly saying, wide is the path, but narrow is the way to salvation. Because there is a big path that a lot of people go on. We have fake Christianity, we have mm. prosperity gospel, we have all these things, but he's like, narrow is the way of truth. 
do you believe the Father in heaven would make you a judge over a kingdom if there was anything crooked in you? I mean, I mean, how much more, how much more clear do you have to be? Do you believe you will be able to bind if you're not free yourself? How could you free somebody from addictions if you're not free from addictions yourself? You know what I mean? So it's, he's, he's basically saying, and then he continues from what he was saying yesterday about Peter. He's like, he had this great commission to plant this foundation in Peter, but he needed to kick him into shape first. Like it had, he had to get to the place of ultimate surrender. And I'm sorry to say, but all the apostles or and disciples that we read about that were great men in the, in history right after Jesus and onward had very difficult lives. Mm -hmm. So that takes us to the last sentence. If you try to go the easy way, you cannot be Jesus' disciple. <laughs> it's quite depressing, quite frankly. It really is. I mean, like I, this Maybe really- that's what I was trying to avoid seeing yeah, the difficulty. This really depressed me today because it's actually something my friend Glenn tells me all the time because I, uh, ever since I met him, I was like, dude, like he won't eat, he doesn't eat sugar. Like he's just really, really, um, he really puts his, uh, kills his body, kills his flesh. He's, a, he's very, very good at it. And I was like, dude, why do you do that? He's like, you gotta kill the flesh. He's like, if you feed the small things of the flesh, he says that leads to the greater um, sins. He says, because once you feed, because he says, like, he would use the example, like, he loves sugar. He says, I could sit down. My mom makes this carrot cake. He's like, I will sit down and I can consume the entire nine inch in an hour. And he's like, but if I do, he's like, my personality changes, my behavior changes. I suddenly start thinking, hey, maybe I should get a cheeseburger. He's like, I, he's like, I don't need alcohol or drugs for it to go way bad after just a, a, a carrot cake. But see, that's what um, that's what holiness is. It's like it is this death to self, where you're so in tune with Jesus Christ uh, that you um, you could detect the slightest excess in your life, and you try to get rid of it. Because if you really, if you are destined, if you're an anointed one, destined to do great things for the kingdom, and we hope that all of us are. Um, you have to be holy for your Lord. God is holy. Mm. And he can't give you command over a kingdom if you're crooked. I'm sorry, folks. This was a great, uh, yeah. this is a great revelation to me. <laughs> not, a, not, not a fun one. Not a fun one at all. Hey, please comment. How do you feel about this devotional? Is it uh, kicking you in the, in the rear? Uh, like us, I, I, I see everything you said, and I think that my my issue with it is that I, there's so much truth in it in, in so many areas. Sometimes there's like a single message of healing or a single message of you know, finding your gift and, yeah. and understanding that. But I, I saw so much of what's happening today in this devotional, not only with us, but what's happening in the world. Um, and it was it was. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was just hard to hear. Yes. <laughs>
Um, because we were all like, oh, maybe he's making it up. Maybe he's not really, maybe there's not that many sick people. Maybe, like, you know, we want to excuse away his mm. majesty, almost like the, the anointing, yep. you know? But he's like, I didn't do it. I mean, you just have to, you have to, you have to actually be surrendered. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when you walk into the church. So if you walk into Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, when we walk in there, we see so many people now, faces we recognize. We see people that are happy to be there, smiling faces, even though they had to walk you know, half a mile because of the parking situation that we see all these smiling faces. But when we, then when we sit next to somebody and say, and we ask them, Oh, you know, I'm, we got diagnosed with cancer. And then another person, Oh, I have, you know, a friend of mine is, you know, is losing their son or, you know, you start to, you, yes. you get behind the smile and you see all the pain. Sure. So it's not impossible at all to understand that no matter where, Smith went, there was a sick person. Yes. <laughs> yes there uh, there's three around us right now yeah. where we normally attend church. Uh, so there was that. And then there was the part that I think it was hard for me to, to grapple was uh, somewhere down here. It, it talks about how we are. Um, oh, uh, he must reveal to you your depravity. Mm. Like, but then in the same breath, there is another paragraph he's saying how much power we have and how how if you follow <laughs> that's what that, that's like how to, it. you can go to such depravity to such you know such heights with jesus with god right but he's like if you are not binding and loosing casting mm -hmm. out demons and healing the sick you're not there yet folks <laughs> so he's doing the same thing jesus did to peter you're the rock on which I build my uh, church. The gates of Haiti will not prevail against you. Get behind me. <laughs> That's right. That, yeah. I mean, That's what Smith's doing to us. He's doing huge, the same thing. A huge extreme. But not really. He's basically beating up. He's being very clear. He's beating up the demon inside of him. The, mm. the, the lust inside of him. He's trying to beat it out of him. And I wow. tell you, I got to tell you, I've prayed many times to the Lord who has made that abundantly clear. And I'll read you the scripture from the Old Testament, um, it was actually, I think it's from the uh, from Joshua, where the Lord was telling me his commandments to Joshua, he reiterated to me, practically speaking, um, if you ever tried to go back, and I don't think he meant in faith, like to Islam, but he's like, if, oh, back to your old ways. He's like, I will destroy you. Like, mm -hmm. like I will not allow you to mock me. You know, and I actually wrote it down and I was crying, reading. I was crying as he was talking because I was reading the scripture and he was saying this to me. And I, I have to read it to you because it's brilliant. I think it's in Joshua where he's telling Joshua, like, you, I'm going to send you over to the promised land, the land of milk and honey. You will be victorious. You will defeat your enemy. If you try to worship the golden cow, I'm going to kill you. You know what I mean? <laughs> very, very clear, you know? And so I just think that that's the way especially in the end times where the Lord's just kind of like, uh, you're not going to make a mockery out of me. If you actually want to be a disciple, pick up your cross and follow me. And it's not an easy path. And I'm going to put all kinds of obstacles in your way to see whether you're worthy. Jan French says God was leading Smith exactly where he needed to be. Yes. Yeah. And Smith was obedient. No kidding. Because when you read this devotional, Somebody could have written this as an article. Oh, no, not the devotional. Uh, as an article in the Christian Post, 
would have been relevant today. Absolutely. Just so much of it about the about the churches. You know, uh, you know what, what's what's wrong with the churches? They're not preaching the Bible. Right. This was written in, I guess, I, I 1920. Think 1920-ish? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How amazing. Some churches are weak today because Christ the rock is not abiding in them in the manifestations of the power of God. Right. The power of this special gift to bind and loose is, is contingent on whether you have the rock foundation in you. And if you do, you should be able to bring forth evidence that you do. <laughs> so if you don't, if you can't cast out demons, heal the sick and cure the lame, then you, then you better question whether you have that power in you. And if you promise the power and you don't have it, why don't you? Well, this other power, this other paragraph um, was very interesting. I never thought of it this way, where he says, uh, one can see that Peter had great sympathy and he did not want Jesus to be crucified. Yeah. Like who would? Right. It was perfectly natural for Peter to say what he did. And so it was normal. It was, yes. it was okay because that's just a human, a human trait. But Jesus said, get behind me. He knew he, he, Jesus knew he must not be turned aside by any human sympathy. Exactly. The only way he can retain your humility is to stay on this narrow line and say, get behind me. Wow. I didn't think about any of that, that he could not allow any human aspect of what was. And it it would have stopped him. It would have kept it from happening. Isn't it the same in our lives, right? Because we're like, don't go to the school board meetings. The FBI is taking notes of people's yeah. names. Don't do this because it you know, may jeopardize. If you go to church, you can catch Corona. You know what I mean? Like all mm. the things that Satan tried to stop us from staying on the narrow way. Say, get behind me, Satan. I'm doing it. Yeah. All the things that are meant to discourage us, to distract us, to get us off God's path. Yeah, even just like walking up to somebody that you see needs to hear from Jesus. Right. Happens all the time. Exactly. That narrow path. Is this where we also get uh, the the saying or when somebody says that somebody's narrow-minded? Do you think this is, like, it's actually supposed to be a put-down for a Christian? Oh, when yeah. In fact, it's, it's like, oh, no, I am. At least I'm oh, trying to be narrow-minded. That's funny. <laughs> I wonder if it is. I don't know. Because I, I like it when uh, when you hear you know, pastors say, you know, people come up to you and say you're being brainwashed. And yes. they go, yeah, I am. <laughs> and you're looking for an escape hatch. Yes, I am. <laughs> and then they're trying to use it as a put down yeah. and so now i can add uh you're narrow narrow-minded. You're narrow-minded yeah narrow i'm really trying to be narrow-minded oh but that's I, really I, cute i didn't i never thought of that <laughs> all right let's get to uh the scripture because there's a few of them that we need to read we have oh i forgot we haven't read them yet yeah. <laughs> matthew 16 13 through 19 and 21 through 20 when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say you're John the Baptist, some say Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. 
Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What a great statement that mm. any human being could have received from the Lord of the worlds. Matthew 7, uh, 13, 14 about the narrow gate. Enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. There are few who find it. John 20, 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. John 5, 44. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? And this was Jesus talking to the Pharisees saying that, they would not when they would not accept him and the fact that he was the son of God. And he says, but if I came to you as like some regular man saying I was some, I had to accomplish these great things. They'd be like, Oh yeah, fantastic. But when he talks about a supernatural power, they're not interested. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, Sayed. Hi, I am Sayed Yusuf Al-Hassan from, Nankana Sahib, Pakistan. I'm an Urdu voiceover artist, video editor, graphic designer. <laughs> and actually, I want to join you on Facebook because this is an assignment for my mentor, Sir Rahan Waliullah. So please accept my Facebook friend request. Thank you. An assignment from your mentor, Sir Rehan Alawala. So what is the assignment, Sayyid Yusuf? <laughs> It'll be a new website, I think. I'm very curious. <laughs> it's either that or it's something connected to me and awesome. the fact that I used to be a Muslim. Or not necessarily yes. awesome, well, but we'll did, see. Maybe he didn't even know better, but now he found himself before you. Uh, who knows? Sayed Hassan, can you please explain to us what was... Um, the motivation? The cause? No, the assignment. Oh, the assignment. He got an assignment from his mentor. Yeah. And his mentor, Sirahan Alawala, is a Sufi saint, I believe. Oh. Recognize the name. Really? Mm-hmm. Look at you. Look at you worldly person <laughs> i did come from another world remember i do get a lot of requests from pakistan i get yeah probably you do 10 a day um it's very interesting i get more than you and way more you. well because i don't accept them oh. <laughs> i don't accept them either i'm not saying i'm not gonna accept syed but yes you know, if he answers our question maybe no, I feel like a lot of them, and the only reason I don't accept them is that I'm very particular about who I accept as a friend request because I tell people my Facebook is an echo chamber. I do not mind that it's an echo chamber. I am not trying to influence anyone. I do not evangelize on my Facebook page. It is literally a source of upliftment for me to hear from my Christian friends as they post good godly scripture on their page and I go there and I read it and I'm like oh that's beautiful or my friends get married and they have wonderful stories of overcoming obstacles they need prayer yeah I'm not using Facebook to like I'm not using that excuse for it is my personal like inspirational wall because <laughs> I know people are like you are in an echo chamber you just listen to the same yeah. people I'm like, you're brainwashed yeah, I'm brainwashed <laughs> I'm narrow-minded you're narrow-minded I'm brainwashed so I only accept friend requests from people that are connected to people I know well mm-hmm. um or they they have a really cool page where they make these great memes and because I know a lot of 
great Christians who create these very cool memes, like either with scripture or with other like pithy sayings from famous scholars. And they got cool graphics. And I just love open the morning. I look at them and I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let us leave now. <laughs> Wake up now. <sighs> so there. All right. That was well, a little squirrel. I liked it. I Exact opposite of mine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why even some of your posts, I'm like, ooh, I just keep, <laughs> I just keep scrolling. Like that's not that's not what I wanted to see this morning. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi going like this. Yeah. Joe Biden. That was oh, some very, of those scary images that odd. Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to look at her in the morning. Uh. Oh my gosh. Hey, I just wanted to put in the, uh, the comment. I didn't do it the other day, but uh, oops, I didn't copy. Uh, Hedy's article. It, it, it keeps coming up in conversation, not just because she's my wife. It's God speaking through you. Uh, that has clearly been an important message because it's come from Chris Ward, the pastor at uh, French church, your Belinda. Jack. We just started from him. Let's be fair. Yeah, but <laughs> even before that, the guy before that, Ed, Ed, uh, the guy that spoke as a guest at Friends Church, uh, I forgot his name. Oh, right. Anyway, his message. Oh, yeah. That's kind of where the actually it started, but yes. it just was a continuous message that he kept getting hit yes. over the head like a, with a wet noodle. A little thicker than a noodle, like a wet uh, lasagna <laughs> stick. But my point, again, now my point for putting in the comments is this, that I, I feel like it's a continuous message that we really all need to hear with what's going on today, with the importance of understanding God's love and that how difficult uh, we think it is in our flesh. But Because uh, it is, you know, <laughs> difficult in our flesh. Yeah. None of us are capable of it. But it's a message. It's a message that uh, it's the one thing that may save us if we can get a handle on it. I mean, it, yeah, I, are so you many, referring to God's love? Yeah, just us as a, as a nation. It's we have to be strong. Yes, we have to be narrow minded. Yes, we have to stick to the truth of the Bible. Yes, but do it in a way that people can hear us. Yes, and we'll at some point um, understand our faith, right? And make it their own, right? Or envy that faith and that makes them draw near. Like, why do you look so happy all the time? Yeah. What do you got that I don't have? But it's uh, sometimes the delivery or the the, the way, like it's the, it's the extremes that is it can will continue to cause us problems. Yes. We have to draw it in from the extremes. Yes. From time to time. I mean, I'm not against what Lindsey Graham said, actually, but it's, you know, he said, we need somebody to assassinate Putin. On the inside, we need a Brutus, he said. There's got to oh. be a Brutus inside the Russian government that will take that man out, is what he said. I tell people, I think it's better to have a story of Nebuchadnezzar. How did Nebuchadnezzar come to faith in God? Hmm. Watching the three Bidigo people, I'm not going to try to say those names, in the fire and seeing the fourth. Hmm. You know, he came to faith watching the miraculous of God. Never, uh, Putin's not worse than Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar built a nice statue thinking he was going to touch the sky and be God. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was absolutely well, bananas. I'm glad you said that because uh, I had my Bible study with uh, men this morning before we went live. <clears throat> and there was something in our conversation that caused me to think, we 
we hear the stories. We see what's happening with the 40 miles of Russian yeah, uh, armament. No, it's still not, as far as I know today, still not moving. So it's in the, it's just stationary? It's still st- sitting there. We're just still sitting there. And, and that's what I was saying. I said, there's something. The Holy Spirit has entered the men that are driving those vehicles mm. that is either causing mm. them to have second thoughts and, and to question what it is they're doing. And that's the Holy Spirit moving. That it's, it's causing enough of a, a disruption and a, 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 you know, a, a second guessing of what the, their, their leader is telling them. That, that perhaps that's God moving wow. in one way or another, that there's something happening. And I also related it to the colonists, uh, the, the colonists, the, it, it's the same. Um, overwhelming. Oh yeah. The, the of, of overwhelmingness that the British empire, the, the colonists were able to defeat them when they should not, or never have been able to defeat them in a couple of these battles. With, with they them, lived off of like bark and yeah, eating bark yeah. off a tree and eating the leather of their shoes. But I'd like to make a point. Yes. Because um, the Lord's just constantly bringing this to my attention since yesterday is that I'm going to compare it. I'm, I'm going to compare it to the, I'm going out on a limb here, folks. I'm going to compare it to the, uh, uh, the, the battle in the United States, the political battle in the United States. As soldiers of Christ, we do not concern ourselves with civilian affairs. In other words, we are about our father's business. We are about kingdom work. So our biggest concern is that everybody comes to faith. We would hope that they would see God move in the miraculous ways. But um, that most importantly, that the Christians are saved. They're empowered to preach the gospel, that people see the miraculous power of God, that even Putin come to faith. He's no greater than Nebuchadnezzar. If Nebuchadnezzar can start to believe God, so can Putin. Um, but I warn people, do not be excessive in the sides you take as a devout Christian, because um, when one side says we are defending the new world order and the other is a tyrant, neither of those are biblical stances. Not the new world order, which the, which the Bible has warned us about. A leader of Rosh named Gog in Ezekiel that the Lord warned us about. So these two sides are both things that are a little scary. <laughs> so the extremes. The, 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 the extremes. Yeah. It's wide. And it's wide. As opposed to being. Exactly. And so I think the slight difference from um, we in our right and left politics is that when we have candidates that on the right that are supporting biblical values, again, a lot of our support for 45 was about the fact that he supported biblical values. If all he did was just be a, a raunchy person that liked you know, lower taxes, we wouldn't throw our weight behind that. We were throwing our weight behind protection of the unborn, um, prayer in schools, charter schools, the ability to choose so kids could get a Christian education as well, and all those other things. But in this, we have a humanitarian heart for people on neither side to suffer. And I'll tell you, this is what happened at the church we went to, is the lady who was with us from the church 20 years, her kids all went to Friends Church Elementary School on up. Um, she was a Russian Ukrainian. Mm. So she was like, half my family's in Russia, half my family's in Ukraine. Mm. She's like, and a lot of Ukrainians are like that. That, you know, they went across the border constantly. It's almost like the Indians and Pakistanis. It's, it was one country up until 1940. 
Uh, so she's like, please, you know, there's all this like bullying of, of Russian kids now and people getting mad at, at Russian families and saying, look at what you're doing. Like, this is not behavior becoming of a Christian is to curse Russian people or, you know, to to take sides in a manner that we um, that doesn't show our love and humanity. We don't want either side to suffer. We don't want people to die needlessly, no matter who they are, whether the Russian people, the Ukrainian people, right? Um, the men in their military that are following orders. Exactly. Under, under duress. And, oh, my God, the stories that she told, I don't know what, what's on the news and what's not, but that they were taking the kids for because they have mandatory military duty, right, um, like a lot of nations in the world, and they would take them and then just throw them on the, the van and send them out to the front lines. They thought they were going to, like, boot camp, they, like, you know, West Point mm -hmm. or something to study for a couple of years, and they were sent to the front lines. Like, they have no idea where they're going. They have no idea what they're doing. So it's just it's just a horrible tragedy on all sides. Yeah, and even what Jen says here, they're probably starving too weak for battle. That's that 40 miles of of tanks and, and jeeps and other equipment right. is that they only gave them like three days of food and they've already been there now for eight days, nine days. Wow. And so it, it's, it's, you're, you're probably right. And they didn't, and they weren't, they often say that they don't, they didn't know what they were doing. They go, why are we doing this again? Right. They, you know? And so that was awesome. Sorry if it was, I don't know. That was very well said. It's just been, it's been in my head. I'm like, Oh, article coming. oh <laughs> yes. 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 <Right>. <laughs> start writing that down. Yeah, right now what you just said. We had the recording, thankfully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that was good stuff there, Hedia. Thank you. So happy to know you. <laughs> <laughs> know me. You know me. Yes, I know you. There's this thing called the Edify app. Do you want to tell them about it? Yes. It's this amazing Christian podcast network, and you could find some great content. And we'd be so grateful if you would just click subscribe to us. Even if you don't normally listen to podcasts, check it out. Subscribe to our podcasts, and you would be truly blessing us. We thank you. So this is how you join. This podcast is part of the Edify podcast network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Oh, and I should say this too. It doesn't cost anything. So you don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay to download it. Uh, you just have to hit subscribe. And it would be a great blessing to us. Thank you. There you go. All right, my friends, have a great Saturday, a great weekend. It's a little bit cool here in Southern California, but go out there and find something, somebody to bless. They'll say, uh, tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Awesome. We love you guys. Bye. God bless. Oh, and we'll see you at Friends Church tonight. Yes. <laughs>